Welcome to Relevance for Today, a show where you will be encouraged, inspired, and fed through the Word of God. You will find relevant teachings, tips, discussions, interviews, and more for both believers and even non-believers who are considering salvation through Jesus Christ. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey folks, Steve Lewis here. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Relevance for today. Hope you are enjoying the series. If you've just started watching the series about the Bible translations, then please go back and watch the previous episode. Really important, folks. I felt it was really important that we get to know what different translations are out there, which one's best for us which at the end of the day depends on you and how you read and interpret and enjoy and dig in. Because in the previous one, we talked about the Geneva Bible. Oops, showing you the wrong way. Talked about the Geneva Bible. There's so many different translations out there. It really can get confusing. But when you know what each one is about, how it works, how it's written, what it's about as far as the different style translation, which way it's pointing and what direction and so forth, it really helps to get the Word of God in you. And also remember having more than one translation is very important because it helps you when you're digging in to get a better understanding of the Word of God. Amen? So we're going to jump right in. We did the history in the first one of the different Bible translations that came before the King James. Now we're going to start off with the King James Bible. So here we go. King James Version, also known as the KJV, became a significant milestone in the history of English Bible translations and had a profound impact on the English language and literature. It is known for its formal and majestic language characterized by the use of archaic pronouns like thou, thee, and verb endings with the EST or the ETH, so thou cometh forth. Kind of like Queen Elizabeth, King Elizabeth, you know what I mean? It's that Queen Elizabeth English, Elizabethan English, as they call it, Shakespeare-type flow to it. And it does have a beautiful flow. I mean, if you sit down and read it sometime, you'll understand what I mean when it does have a beautiful flow. It has that English setting of the Elizabethan style, you know? And of course, Jesus didn't speak in Elizabethan English, so don't get wrapped up in that whole mess. But anyway, back to the lesson. The KJV has been highly influential in shaping religious and cultural traditions, and it remains a widely used translation in some Christian denominations, particularly those with a traditional or conservative outlook. Although the KJV was enduring popularity, it is worth noting that its language can be challenging for the modern readers who are not accustomed. You hear that? It's worth noting, I'm going to repeat that again, it's worth noting that its language can be challenging for the modern readers who are not accustomed to the archaic style. Consequently, there have been numerous subsequent translations that aim to provide a more contemporary rendering of the biblical text while still maintaining faithfulness to the original languages. And so that's the King James Version. So... It's a neat little write-up, but it explains to you, you know, it might be a little tough for someone who doesn't understand the archaic language, the language of the day, the Elizabethan English, but at the same time, for someone who does 
really enjoy reading Shakespeare and things of that nature. They're going to understand and be able to flow in the reading of it. And sometimes you can read the King James so many times that you can actually end up replacing the these and thous and the ists on the end with just regular English because you've read it so many times. And so it all depends on the person, but you can't go to someone, lead them to Christ and say, hey, we're going to start discipleship. And oh, by the way, here's a King James Bible, bam, and they pick it up and they're like, forth cometh thou his forth. Um, I can't understand how to read this. I think I'm done here with this Christian thing. No, you have to actually have enough common sense. You have to have enough discernment to know to give them a Bible that they'll understand. So King James, there it is. Now, here's something cool they came out with, the new King James Version, so or the NKJV. It's a modern English translation of the Bible that was published in 1982 as an update to the original King James Version. The new King James Version was designed to preserve the traditional language and literary beauty of the KJV while making the text more understandable for modern readers. That's pretty cool. The New King James Version maintains much of the wording and structure of the KJV, but incorporates some revisions to enhance clarity and accuracy. The translation team for the New King James Version aimed to strike a balance between maintaining the classic elegance of the King James Version and updating certain words and phrases to reflect modern English usage. The New King James Version retains the formal and the reverent style of the KJV, making it suitable for public worship, personal study, and memorization. It has gained popularity among those who appreciate the traditional language of the KJV, but desire a more accessible and readable version. The New King James Version is widely used in various Christian denominations and is often chosen by individuals who seek a balance between the beauty of the KJV and the readability of modern translations. Pow. So that's an awesome answer to, hey, if you're the key KJV person only type thing and you need to give someone a Bible, the new King James Version does a really good job. I have a couple here. Um, I also have the KJV as well, but I've got different translations, but it's nice to be able to pick up one and read it, read another one, compare the two, bounce the scriptures off back and forth. But the New King James Bible is a very good one. So that's another good one for someone who wants to dabble in Queen Elizabeth English type, you know what I mean, and work your way up to that point. It's a good one to, to jump in on. So the next one is the New International Version, or NIV. And I have one here. And basically, a lot of times, you know, it's... You'll, you, for those of you who've never had Bibles before or you have a Bible, but you'll see like NIV, you'll see all these different things written on the Bibles. And of course, I talked about it before, but this is also has Tyndale written on it by Zondervan, but NIV study Bible. Now, this is a study Bible, and I'm going to get into reading about the talking about the NIV, but in a study Bible, what it has, let me just cover my face so you can see it. You have the Bible verses. And then at the bottom, you'll have the study section. Study Bibles are great because they can give you some insight on the Word of God. It also has like the maps in the back. You know, you got your color map. You got all the goodies. It's like being in school all over again. Index to the colored maps. You got your color maps back here. 
I'm trying to basically, for those of you listening, I'm turning the pages to show people the maps in the back. Um, it's got the index. It's got the definitions. It's got the write-ups in the beginning and the breakdowns and things like that. Study Bibles are fantastic because you can stay at home and get some studying done and learn some things. So it was really neat. I didn't mean stay at home, but I mean when you're at home, you can sit back and you can get into the Word a little deeper. So the New International Version, the NIV, is a popular and widely used modern English translation of the Bible. The NIV was first published in 1978 and has undergone subsequent revisions with the most recent edition being the NIV 2011. The translation philosophy of the NIV is based on dynamic equivalence aiming to provide a balance between accuracy of the original languages and readability in the contemporary English. The NIV seeks to convey the meaning and the message of the biblical text in clear and understandable language, making it accessible to a wide range of readers, a wide range of readers. So that's awesome. So the breakdown in this Bible is a lot smoother and easier to read than, of course, than the King James. And my lighting's down right now. But, for example, this is Luke chapter 13. Now, listen to this part. Now, there were some present at that time who told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. Jesus answered, do you think that these Galileans were worse? And of course, it goes on and continues. But you get an idea of me just reading that little bit. It flows easy. You know what I mean? So that's the new international version. I'll keep reading. Uh, the NIV is known for its smooth, just like I finished talking about. It's smooth and fluid style, which prioritizes naturalness and clarity of expression. It has gained popularity among both individuals and various Christian denominations for personal study, public reading, teaching, and worship. The NIV is often appreciated for its readability, making it accessible to both new and experienced readers of the Bible. Bam. So right there. If you're a person who's just starting out, um, even if you're not just starting out, I've got some friends who've been saved, and that was their go-to Bible. They came to Christ reading the NIV. You know, you have to make sure that you take the time, you get the right translation, you learn about it like what I'm showing you right now, find out what's readable, what's not. And of course, you have to be careful because there are some translations that are way out there. And as you're reading them, they might not say anything about Jesus Christ. They might not say anything about God the Father or the Holy Spirit. So you do have to be careful, and that's why having more than one translation helps out because you can bump them off each other and compare them and so forth. So the next one is the Revised Standard Version, RSV. The RSV is an English translation of the Bible that was first published in 1952. The RSV is a revision of the American Standard Version, ASV of 1901 and aimed to update the language of the ASV while maintaining its accuracy and fidelity to the original text. So you can see they're going back and revisiting these Bible translations and fixing some errors, changing it around a little bit so that it flows more so people can understand it. Because when the Bible was written in the languages it was written in, it's totally different from today, some of it. So one word back in the day could mean several words now. So that's why it has to flow properly. That's why they had to break it down and the scholars translating it had to find the right words for their right words. 
so it all makes perfect sense. Make sense? Okay. The RSV sought to provide a balance between literal accuracy and readability, utilizing a formal equivalence translation approach. It was developed by a team of scholars from various Christian denominations, which that's pretty cool, including Protestant, Catholic, and Orthodox representatives. So they all got together and worked on translating this from all walks of life, which makes it even better because it's not my way or the highway, this person's denomination, and that's the way it goes, and everything else is out the window. No, they came together. The denominations came together, and they worked together on that. The RSV gained recognition for its scholar. The RSV gained recognition for its scholarly rigor and wide ecumenical acceptance. It has been used by individuals, churches, and academic institutions for study, public reading, worship, and theological research. The RSV has also been influenced in shaping subsequent Bible transitions, translations and has had a significant impact on modern English-speaking Christian communities. Wow. So continuing on, the new Revised Standard Version, the NRSV, is a widely respected and widely used English translation of the Bible. The NRSV was first published in 1989 and is a revision of the RSV, which we just talked about, of 1946 to 1952. The NRSV aims to provide a balance between the traditional language of the King James Version and the use of more contemporary English. The NRSV was first published in 1989 and is a revision of the Revised Standard Version, which we had just talked about previously. The NRSV aims to provide a balance between the traditional language of the King James Version and the use of more contemporary English. Hmm. See how they're using different translations to work it out? The NRSV is known for its commitment to accuracy and scholarly integrity. It employs a combination of formal and the dynamic equivalence translation methods, seeking to capture the meaning of the original text while also making the language accessible and understandable for modern readers. The NRSV is widely used in academic and scholarly settings due to its faithfulness to the original languages and its inclusive language choices. The NRSV has been well received for its literary quality and its use in various Christian denominations. It is often chosen for personal study, public reading, worship service, and academic research due to its balance between accuracy, readability, and inclusivity there so we're on to the next one and i hope you're getting something out of this folks like i said teaching you guys about this also teaching myself to help me as well to know which translations to focus on and you're going to listen to this and you're going to compare what bibles you have you're going to go to christian books and you can go in and find some great book sales great bible sales and you can get yourself the Bibles that you want and go ahead and start studying them and breaking down the words and learning. And uh, you'll see the differences. You'll see the study notes. You'll see how different ones are worded a certain way and so forth to help you, the reader, understand it better. And that's key, folks. That's really important. The English Standard Version, ESV, is a popular 
modern English translation of the Bible that was first published in 2001. The ESV is known for its commitment to accuracy and readability, seeking to provide a balance between the literal accuracy of a word-for-word translation and the readability of thought-for-thought translation. The ESV is based on the Revised Standard Version, the RSV, as we talked about before, and employs a formal equivalence translation approach. It aims to maintain the literary beauty and integrity of the RSV while updating and clarifying certain passages for modern readers. The ESV has gained popularity among individuals, churches, and academic institutions for various purposes such as personal study, public reading, preaching, and scholarly research. It is appreciated for its clarity, precision, and readability, making it suitable for both individuals' reading and public uses. The translation team of the ESV included a group of biblical scholars and theologians who sought to produce an accurate and accessible English translation that remains faithful to the original languages of the Bible. Wow, that's awesome. Once again, these guys aren't just sitting down and just throwing it together. They're sitting down, they're taking their time, however many years it takes, and they're working on helping getting the Word of God translated properly so that we, the consumer, the believer, can open it up, read it, and hear from God through these pages. Understandable? Now for one of my favorites, the New Living Translation, the NLT. The NLT is a modern English translation of the Bible that aims to present the biblical text in clear, easily understandable language. I love that. The NLT was first published in 1996 and has undergone subsequent revisions, with the most recent edition being the NLT second edition released in 2004. The translation process of the New Living Translation involved a team of biblical scholars and linguists who worked to maintain the accuracy and integrity of the original biblical text while expressing the content in contemporary English. The NLT follows a thought-for-thought translation approach, also known as dynamic equivalence, which seeks to convey the meaning and message of the original text in a way that is more accessible to modern readers. The New Living Translation is often appreciated for its readability. And that's, I'll stop right there for a second. That's what I like about it. You can pick it up and it just flows. It's like reading a novel, but it's the Word of God. And you can get in there and read that and it just flows. You're not stumbling on your words. You're reading it. It flows. It's smooth. I love it. I'll read that part again. The New Living Translation is often appreciated for its readability, making it popular choice for personal study, devotional reading, and public worship. It aims to bridge the gap between the ancient biblical world and the modern reader, making the message of the Bible more understandable and relatable. Powerful. And it's also good for young people. So I have no problems giving a 10-year-old a New Living Translation, and they wouldn't get confused and lost. So it's a really good translation, great for go-to, great for that morning readings. When I sit down and do my readings, I grab my New Living Translation. I've got my pens. I've got my highlighters. I'm going at it. And they do make highlighters for Bibles. You can get them uh, at Amazon. You can get them on Christian books. But it's they don't bleed through your paper. So when you're highlighting in your Bible, it doesn't bleed through the other side to the other verses on the opposite side. It's almost like a wax pencil in a way. 
Some of them are like a wax pencil. Some are like a um, colored pencil. Same thing. You highlight it. You put your notes in. Don't be afraid to write in the Word of God. It's not something you're preserving. It's something you're studying and taking in. Like you do your college books, school books, things like that. Not school books because they told us not to write in them. But you could take your books and you go in there and you just write a note saying, Holy Spirit showed me this on this page. This is what this is about. Look at the love chapter in 1 Corinthians, blah, blah, blah. Get your notes going. Get, make that Bible yours. It's yours, right? Dig in. Go for it. So that's the New Living Translation. Love that translation. I hope you'll check that one out. So next is the New American Standard Bible, NASB. And I've got a big one sitting down here with the Bible sitting on top of it. But it's a widely respected and highly regarded English translation of the Bible. The NASB was first published in 1971 and has undergone subsequent revisions, with the most recent edition being the New American Standard Bible version 2020. The NASB is known for its commitment to accuracy and fidelity to the original biblical text. It utilizes a formal equivalence translation approach, aiming to provide a literal and word-for-word -word rendering of the original Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek texts. And of course, that's the original language, Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek. That's what the Bible was originally written in, and that's why they have to translate it and figure out what the words meant and go back and forth like that. It's a process, for sure. The New American Standard Bible is often favored by individuals and scholars who prioritize precise and detailed translations as it seeks to maintain the grammatical structure, idioms, and word choices of the original languages as closely as possible. It is highly regarded for its faithfulness to the original manuscripts and is used in academic study, exegetical analysis, and in-depth Bible study. And I really enjoy it, too. The New American Standard Bible has a reputation for its literal and precise rendering, which sometimes results in a slightly more formal and less fluid reading experience compared to other translations. However, this characteristic can be appreciated by those seeking a highly accurate and close representation of the original biblical languages. And so that's a really good one, folks, because it breaks down the word of God. It's, yes, you doesn't flow like butter like the New Living Translation, but at the same time, it says it has a deeper and it's a better expanding understanding of the original biblical text. So that's a really good one, New American Standard Bible. So I'm going to go ahead and do one more. We're going to do the Amplified Bible. So the Amplified Bible was first published in 1965 and has undergone subsequent revisions, with the most recent edition being the Amplified Bible Classic Edition, AMPC. The distinctive feature of the Amplified Bible is its use of applications within the text. It includes additional words, phrases, and explanatory notes in brackets, parentheses, and dashes to bring out the full meaning and the nuances and of the original Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek text. So you'll be reading a section, and it might say, for God so loved, cared, and there'll be in parentheses, cared for, compassionate for. You know, it might have a breakdown like that within there. So they pretty much cover every possible word sometimes that might have a meaning for that sentence. And it really breaks it down better. You can get a better understanding, a deeper understanding. Really great Bible to use, and that's why they were talking about that previously. 
The goal is to provide a more comprehensive understanding of the scripture by offering alternative translations and interpretations of key words and phrases. The Amplified Bible is often valued by readers who desire a deeper exploration and insight into the original languages and a more thorough understanding of the biblical text. It can also be particularly useful for in-depth study, teaching, and personal reflection. It's important to note that the use of amplifications in the Amplified Bible may result in a more complex and occasionally verbose reading experience compared to other translations. However, it offers a unique approach to understanding the original intent and richness of the biblical text. So what, that, what they're saying is, in parentheses, you'll have all these different words, different verbiage and things like that. So if you start reading every single one while you're reading a passage of scripture, it will become long and it will be a journey. But if you're digging in to study the word of God, it's not going to be a problem as you're learning different words in that text. So it's key. So that's another great Bible, great one to have on the side to go along with a daily driver like I do with a New Living Translation. So there you have it, folks. We're going to go ahead and stop right there. I hope you're learning something. Leave me some comments and let me know if you're learning anything about the translations, if this is helping you grow, if this is helping you pick out the Bible that you want to choose. So let's go ahead and pray. So Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for the opportunity, as always, to teach about your word. Heavenly Father, as I share these different Bible translations, my prayer is that people are going to be able to be enlightened that it's going to open up people's eyes and ears, that it's going to open them up to trying different things, to getting another translation to go with their daily driver that they have now, that they'll be able to get in the Word deeper and have a deeper understanding of your Word. And Lord, as always, we thank you so much for being able to do this. I thank you. I do not take it lightly to be able to teach about your Word to the world. So I just thank you for this opportunity to share. I ask you to just watch over all my listeners and watchers. Bless them, protect them, and keep them safe, please. In Jesus' name, I pray these things. Amen. Hey, there you have it, folks. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Truly hope this is helping you as we wrapped up part two of the Bible translation series. Truly hope this is a blessing for you. Please do me a favor. Share with friends and family. Point them in the direction of the first episode. That way they can go through all the episodes together all in order. I truly appreciate you for being there for me. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for subscribing and all that good stuff. Don't forget about kingdomcommunity.tv. Get over there. You can watch the TV show if you're listening. Otherwise, thank you. I love you and I appreciate you all. Thank you for your support as well. Love you. Appreciate you. Take care of yourselves. Peace.